welcome to the For Men Only podcast, where we want to encourage, instruct, and challenge you to be the best man you can become. Welcome to another Four Men's Only podcast. My name's Pastor Brent, and excited to be speaking to you today about human frailty. That's right, human frailty. And uh, I want to encourage you with this message, and it's not very long, but I think it'll help you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. You know, you might be surprised to know that God has chosen to press himself with all of his power and his glory and his majesty into frail humanity, or as some verses say, vessels of clay. You know, it's interesting. He's, he's the treasure that dwells in us. And thank God, because without him, what could we do? We need him. It is interesting to note that although our humanity is at times suspect, it's weak, it's feeble, you know, we can withdraw strength and power and life and things from God from within it. It's, a, it's kind of a neat contrast. It's kind of like Naaman, who came looking for the prophet Elijah, looking for a miracle, only be to, to be instructed to go and dip in the supposedly inferior waters of the Jordan, and then it would happen. And he must have felt that it was underneath him to dip in such a lowly river instead of the great, you know, river Damascus. But like many things of God, many things about God, is that he often uses the base things to confound the mighty. He uses foolish things to confound the wise. And other times he uses little things to just surpass greater things. It's the wisdom of God. It's the genius of God. It's the interesting thing. I love that about God that he uses weak things like us, like human beings, frail human beings to get his will done on this earth. The flip side of this is although God dwells in frail humanity, these jars of clay will get buffeted. They will get afflicted in life. We are kind of like sheep for the slaughter. You know, we look like easy pickings, you know, for the spiritual wolves, but that is part of the wisdom of God. Out of this so-called looking frail and feeble humanity can come tremendous authority and power. You know, that's what I call good news for us. Um, verse 8 says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, stuff happens in life. And I think part of the problem is that we don't understand that although we are redeemed, we live in a fallen and broken world where sin abounds and sinners abound. You know, and life just comes with its challenges. You know, stuff happens. And while all these struggles often seem discouraging and, and causing us to become hopeless, they're not. And I like how Paul puts it here. He says, we are afflicted, but not crushed. I love that idea. You know, there's things that happen you know, perplexed, but not to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. So things come against us. Things happen in our flesh, in this frail humanity, humanity, and yet it's not enough to destroy us. It's not enough to cause us to be forsaken or abandoned. It's not enough to get us to despair. It's not enough to even crush us. These things happen, 
But with God inside of us, there's always hope. There's always life. There's always strength. There's always something to be gleaned and grabbed hold of from God who's dwelling in these frail mortal bodies. Yes, there's great peril in this life. You know, especially as a believer, as many of our brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing right now. But no matter what danger presents itself or what it tries to do, it can never really and truly defeat the one who trusts in God. In verse 10 of 2 Corinthians, it says, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that, I like this part, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So, yes, death is at work in us, afflictions, persecutions, things that are confusing and perplexing. You know, we are attacked, we are pressured on all sides, but life still works inside of us. You know, it may appear that we are destined to live, you know, in a death type of life, a death manner, if you will. But we need to realize that it's only so that the, the power of the life of Christ can manifest inside of us. Being a believer assures us that we've got a, a bullseye painted on our backside, and that will cause pressures and afflictions, persecutions, and, you know, really untold struggles. But those of us who are alive in Christ may look like there's these death-type things working in us, but it's only so that God's life can work in us and through us, and not just for our sakes, but for everybody else's sakes also. For when God moves through us and does something powerful through human frailties, then we can be an encouragement to others. We can offer hope to the world. We can offer hope to other people going through the same things that we've gone through, saying, hey, listen, I was afflicted, I was persecuted, I was pressured, but you know what? God inside of me helped me through them all. God inside me delivered me out of them all. God helped me. And so in verse 13, it says, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. So you know what? When, when the times get challenging, when things get difficult, we must um, not not speak negatively, not speak terribly, not just look at the circumstances and the things that are going on, but rise up and speak the word of God in faith. Speak out that we believe in God, we believe for better things, and, we, and because we believe in God, we can speak these things. And, and verse 14 tells us kind of what we're supposed to speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring you into his presence. So you know what? It doesn't matter how down you go. It doesn't matter how you get knocked down. It doesn't matter how far you fall. God is always going to raise us up. Whether it's in this life or the next, we have faith that God is the one who raises us. It doesn't matter what comes against us. We speak in faith. We trust in Jesus to rescue, to recover, and to restore us according to what his word says. You know, faith is needed on our part when we go through tough times. You know, we can speak in faith knowing full well that God wants to deliver us. He's working on our behalf. But we need to endure hardship like a good soldier. As James succinctly puts it in chapter 1, verse 2, says, Count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you meet various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith 
produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So when trials come, we have to stay in faith, know that we're in a trial, know that there's a tough time, but we know that as we stay in faith, we stay steadfast in our faithfulness, our loyalty to God. We don't go off and do something crazy because, you know, we're hurting right now or it's tough right now. We just stay steadfast. And if we stay steadfast, it James tells us that there's an effect, there's a good effect that comes from it, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Well, I don't know about you guys, but that's good news. That means whenever I have a trial of any kind, whether it's for, you know, I have a need or there's an affliction, maybe we feel discouraged, we're depressed, we're down, God has something for us to raise us up. When trials come, and they will, we need to understand that they will, as we walk in faith and in patience and produce a steadfastness in this, the end of the trial will come. God will bring an end to it. We'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So that sounds good to me. What about you? And then verse 15 says, For it is for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. You know, why does this stuff happen? Why, why are we here? Why didn't God just off the devil, you know, and say, okay, that's it, done? It's very interesting also that God threw Satan and a third of the angels down into these lower heavens, you know, right above the earth, right above where we're going to dwell. And then God makes people, and we kind of puts us together. And I've always wondered about that, but we need to realize that as we walk this earth, as we're pressured, as we're tempted, as we're persecuted, as we're afflicted from things, from, you know, either evil spirits or, or the world or just life itself, we need to realize that every time we walk in faithfulness and steadfastness and faith, God receives glory from his people. And that that's kind of what he's doing. He said, look at, hey, Satan, look, look at this guy or look at this guy. Look at Job, who's perfect in all his ways, who fears God and hates evil. You know, we, we are called to bring a testimony to God. We are called to bring honor and glory to God by our faithfulness in tough times. So verse 16 encourages us saying, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, yes, that frail humanity is slowly decaying, our inner self, our spirit man, is being renewed day by day. You know, our frail humanity is dying, and one day it will expire. But even though our inner man is always alive, and in fact, it's increasing in strength and life. So because of that, we don't lose hope. We don't lose heart. You know, life may throw us a curveball once in a while, and we may swing and miss sometimes, but you know what? Once in a while, the end result is a home run for us. God is presently working on your behalf now and forevermore. I like that. So we don't lose heart. We don't give up. Yes, we might get discouraged one day, but that doesn't mean that I can't get up tomorrow. Verse 17 says, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. Wow. There's something about what's happening to us that as we go through in faith, as we go through staying steadfast and loyal to what we believe, trusting in God, that that momentary affliction is preparing an eternal weight of glory. It's like 
You know, could we say that we're going to get rewarded with greater glory by going through tough times today? As we go through tough times with a good attitude, with the right heart, with a heart of faith and trust in God, there's something, there's a reward for us at the end. We may not see the reward today. We may not see it tomorrow, but we're going to see it in the future. I love how Paul puts it, momentary light afflictions. I don't know about you guys, but Paul was whipped five times, 39 lashes. That's 195 lashes. That's, that's pretty terrible. He was beaten with rods three times. I don't want to be beaten or whipped even once. Yet he has the right mindset. He has the right attitude. He calls them light afflictions. And I love Paul. And this one verse that end, in ending here, he says, as we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are, are unseen. So Paul was able to see things that nobody else could see. You know, while he's being whipped, while he's beaten with rods, he's able to look and put his hope in God, knowing that this pain and this infliction was just temporary. He said, for the things that are seen are transient. Yes, they're temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. And so what we've got to do is have the mindset that, yeah, we might have some difficult times. We might go through, through some struggles. They, they will be hard. There might be pain. There might be suffering. But it is temporary. All things are subject to change. And that's what I like about Paul. He knew that these things were subject to change. I like that. You know, what is happening today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay that way in your life. You know, I can look back in my life, and you probably can too, you know, you know, when I first became a Christian, and I had problems, I had issues, I had things, and you know, at the time, they seemed like, you know, mountains, you know, how are we going to move these mountains, God? But as I, as I remember back, I remember that as I grew in Christ, as I got stronger, as my faith grew stronger, as I just became more mature, spiritually speaking, a lot of these things just were you know, I was delivered or they fell off or they fell by the wayside or I just grew above them. And so we need to realize that whatever's happening today doesn't mean it's going to be here tomorrow because we know that God is working us in us to change some things because they're temporary. And number two, and even if they don't change, I, mean, I hate to say that, but even if they don't, our future is greater because of the unseen realm that we will one day become a part of in a greater and fuller way. You know, when we're in a difficult time, we need to look to the eternal word of God and put our faith in that word to change our present. God promises us a different outcome if we will keep our eyes fixed on faith or in faith in him. That's why we can say, you know, with God, all things are possible. My last verse is Proverbs 24, 16. It's a great verse. It says, for the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. No doubt about it. We may feel pressured. We may be afflicted from time to time. We may be persecuted. I don't know what's going to happen in our lives or yours. We may suffer for a time, but you know what? We'll always get back up on our feet. God promises to always pick us up, you know, wipe the dust off, straighten us out, encourage us, anoint us with oil, and send us on our way again. And that's what we have to have, that kind of mindset. And so we don't let life get us down too long. We don't let discouraging things keep us down. We know that we're going to get back up. This is why the Apostle Peter told us to not be surprised or confused 
by the trials that will come against us as if there's some strange thing happening. <laughs> Instead, realize that because of our belief and our confession in Christ, these afflictions are going to happen. So don't get all weirded out by them. Don't get all confused. Don't get all upset and mad. Just remember, you are believing in God. You are believing in Christ. And because of that, things come against you. And so we need to realize that although things come against us, Jesus is in our corner and he's fighting for us every step of the way. So don't give up. Yes, we're frail at times. Yes, it's part of being human, but take heart and have faith. When we look to him, all things are subject to change. So God loves and even relishes the idea of working through frail humanity, for it produces a greater testimony of his love and goodness, and it brings him great glory and honor. So if, you're gonna, if you experience afflictions of any kind, remember the God who lives in you and works in you. Well, that's the end of my podcast, guys. My phone is ringing, so I guess I got to go. But I want to encourage you to um, maybe share this podcast and um, tell others about it. And we are here to help you become the best man that you can be. So God bless you and see you next time. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Share it with a friend or a family member and get the word out there. If you would like some more content, please join our Facebook page, Four Men Only, or subscribe to the newsletter, which is on the Faith Alive Family Church's website, fafc.ca, and click the link. Now let's become the men God has called us to be.